I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems. I've got legal answers. We're doing it on the podcast. We don't need no stinking radio. Pick up the phone and give me a call 24 7. We'll get back to you. We'll work it out. We've been recording a show a day. 800 996 4505. You got legal problems. I've been a lawyer longer than I've been on the radio. I've been on the radio over 20 years. Now I'm on podcasts. We're having a good time doing it. I love the calls. I love giving the advice. We love the stories. Call it in. 800-996-4505. you got legal problems. We want to hear them. Emails. Len at LenTillum.com. I work with other lawyers, personal injury, trusts and estates, asset preservation. God forbid somebody's looking at a nursing home, um, dynasty trusts, whatever it is. We got lawyers. We'll answer questions. Len at LenTillum.com. And let's start the show. Marnie in Gilroy, how come you're calling a lawyer? I am calling a lawyer because we are having, me and my boyfriend are having paternity problems with an ex-girlfriend who um, led him to believe that this child was his for the last three years, and he took a paternity test, turns out it's not his, and... Um, wait, 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 this is getting a little confusing. Wait, you lost me. So your boyfriend has mm-hmm. been paying... On and off. Your on and off boyfriend... Had a girlfriend he was on and off too, right? Yes. This was a few years ago. Yeah. And she had a kid. Yes. And she said, what's your boyfriend's first name? His name is Sal. So she said, Sal, you lucky guy, lucky, lucky you, Sal. You, we got a baby is on the way, right? Um, not exactly in those words, but pretty much. Did, and yeah. did, and <laughs> Sal stood up and did the right thing and married her, right? <laughs> yeah, Sal don't do the right thing like that. Where has Sal been all these years? Um, he went through some problems, and he um, was in and out of jail. That's why um, when he came out, he's trying to get his life together. And um, but so so he didn't like. How could you father a kid while you're in jail? Well, while he was in jail, his family was taking care of her and paying for everything and doing everything for her while he was away. So how did he find out he's not the father, right? No, he's not. How did he find out he's not the father? Um, he took a paternity test. What made him want to take a paternity test? Um, it's He's Mexican, and so is she, and um, the baby looks whiter than I do, and people were just talking, and she looks nothing like him, and like all his nieces, nephews look exactly the same. So and- wait, wait a minute. He, he signed the birth certificate and acknowledged paternity, right? Yes. What's he been in and out of jail for? Drinking and um, other things. He says that back then he was not in his right mind and he doesn't know why he signed the birth certificate. You know, when your boyfriend signed the birth certificate three years ago, that's what they call a voluntary declaration of paternity. You've heard those phrases, right? Yes. Voluntary declaration. Sounds like VD over there for you, you know? (laughs) Really. That means he agreed to be the father and that's why the court's ordering him to pay child support. Um, he, it's hard to get out of this. Kids yeah, like, that, yeah, that's what we found out. You know, um, you'd have to request a hearing. He can argue the mother committed a fraud against him. But he's been in and out of jail for drunk drivers. So I guess right now he doesn't have a driver's license. No. And he's not working so much and making a lot of money, right? Well, he has a full-time job. That's the only good thing. He works full-time, and, I mean, he makes money. He he pays it, but it's just... Has she remarried? 
No, she's not married at all or anything. She's yeah, because if she, you should light a candle. If she remarries and the new father wants to adopt the baby, yeah, that, that's exactly what his family was trying to do, trying to talk to her. But she's just not. The he'd nice. have to go to court and do it. I don't guarantee it's going to work, and that's a problem. Plus. If he walks into a lawyer's office, a family law attorney, and says, this is my problem, you know, you're not going to get me on the radio saying, I'll do this one for free. Nobody really cares. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, we've gone to like four different lawyers. How much do they, you tell me, how much do they want across the table? How much money do they say, you they know, I'll take the... Anything. They told him there's nothing he can do because he signed the birth certificate. And you know, and these are family. When a lawyer says, listen to me, this is very important. Okay. When a lawyer says, don't put money in my pocket because I can't do anything for you, you should probably listen to that advice. <laughs> so um, how many kids you got with this guy? Zero. I'm not having kids until I'm married. How old are you? I am 25. Okay. Be careful. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, yeah. And uh is he going to a program? Is he getting sober? I hate to turn into a minister over no, here. No, yeah, he's, um, he went through a lot. Um, if you see him have a drink, you dump him because he's going to be drunk and stupid really soon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. he's changed his life around pretty the, well. The good news is it's probably cheaper to pay child support than hire lawyers and lose a case. You know what you learned from this call? You learned don't sign no voluntary declaration of paternity. Right, guys? You never know if it's your kid, do you? You never know where she's been when you were out working, do you? So a little um, a little paranoia out there. Sorry, ladies. Mark in Hayward. How come you're calling a lawyer, Mark? Hey, good afternoon. Man, uh, I was at a nightclub, and uh, I guess I was dancing in an unauthorized uh, part of the club, like some like, like a table or something like that. You were standing on a table dancing? Yeah, but it was other people doing it, too. Okay. And uh, uh, security called me outside. I went outside. Then he said that, you know, that was, I wasn't supposed to be dancing right there. And, um, and and I bet your security is a big guy, right? Security, they always got these big guys, right? Yeah, big Samoan guy, yeah. Big Samoan guys, yeah. A few of them. Okay, yeah. Go on. And he, uh, he lit a cigarette up and was blowing smoke in my face. Kind of like he was, he was standing kind of close to me. He was blowing smoke in my face. I ran the smoke out of my face. Next thing I know, he hit me. And I fell on the ground, and he was kicking me in my head, and another one jumped and started kicking me. They basically riding king me, basically. Yeah, okay. And what happened then? Um, I got up, and I was furious, and um, they said that I had to leave. They were calling the police, and I said, that's a good idea, because I was going to call the police on you guys anyway for what you just did to me. Yeah, how old are you, Mark? 29. Are you a big guy? Uh, yeah, I'm 220. Yo, you're, so if somebody blows smoke in your face, they can expect to get it smacked away, right? I wouldn't blow smoke in your face, yeah. right? So, okay, so did the cops arrest you? Um, they, um, they, they came, and I told them what happened, and I guess they took the security guard side because they're security or whatever, and they drove me to the police department right around uh, on Bryant, and they drove me there, and they let me go. They said, hey, if you don't go back there and cause any problems, uh, you, you don't have to... Uh, All right. that, was the, that was good luck. That was good that that happened, right? Cops yeah. just like to defuse a situation, and you were smart enough not to mouth off to the cops, and you didn't get arrested for resisting arrest or assault or anything. You can imagine what they could have done to you, right? Right. Okay, so you want to sue the club and the big Samoan guy, right? Exactly. Who we, here's the question. You better have some witnesses because that's the key. If it's just you and the bouncer or you and the bouncer's other friends outside the bar, 
They're going to make up a story about how you were drunk and rowdy and started the fight. You know what? You, am I right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, um, you, nobody's going to take that case. You're not. Uh, do you got any witnesses? Yeah, I got a couple. Okay, you could sue the bouncer and the bar, but you better have some witnesses who can testify that the bouncer started it. You got that? Yeah. The, uh, well, actually, the police, they said they made a report or something. They asked witnesses that was around the club, and they said that they seen everything because they did it in front of like 100 people. That everybody seen what they You know, did. but here's the story. All these people, are any of these witnesses close friends of yours? No. See, let's say I was a witness, right? I was at the club dancing, or I saw somebody beat you up. I'd say, gee, that's t- I'm not going to jump in there and fight with a big Samoan, you know? I'm a little guy. I'm not fighting with a big Samoan to save your ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Got to worry about mine first. But so you, let's say you call, I'm on your side. This was terrible what happened to you, Mark. And six months from now, you call me up. I saw your name, Len, on the police report. Come be my witness. All of a sudden, I'm going to get amnesia and remember nothing, right? Who can remember? I don't remember. I got to go to work today. I'm going to take my life out there. Let it go. Forget about it. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a lawyer to take this case. Okay. All right? Wait. Uh, what did you learn from this? That's I've been dying to ask uh, you. What did you learn from this? Not don't dance in unauthorized parts of the club and hit him first. Yeah, and, and, and hit him first? Yeah, because before they hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, my man. Thank you very much. You Kathy in Auburn, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Len, I'm calling to uh, follow up on a call my husband made to you about a month ago. Remind me, please. We uh, lost our beloved Cocker Spaniel purebred dog while he was with a pet sitter. Um, Pet sitter is licensed. It is an actual legitimate business. Wait, wait. How did the Cocker Spaniel get killed? Um, I don't know all of the gory details. My husband does. But the gist of it is, is that he got hung up on something on the property, and died of strangulation. Is this the one I remember where the dog got stuck behind a dryer? Yes. I remember that. The dog, they left the dog alone. The dog, the Cocker Spaniel, got stuck behind a dryer, and she came home and found the dog dead, right? Right, right. Okay, I I remember that. Please go on. Okay. Uh, We, Dave went over since we have talked, and he met with her, and she showed him what happened, and she is confident that, you know, it really was an accident. Oh, yeah. Well, what she, you don't think she killed the dog on purpose? No, no, no. And so it's noted, you know, that we use Yeah, this her. is, I mean, you know, you've used her. She's nice to dogs. Nobody, I mean, she wouldn't do that. I mean, right. It was an accident, you know. She has insurance. She had no problem filing a claim with her insurance so that we could get another purebred dog. And her insurance, after taking almost a week to call her back, the gist of it is they told her that because she was not negligent and she didn't do something stupid, and these were her words, that it's an invalid claim and they won't pay it. No, wait a second. What the insurance company is essentially saying was it was an accident, but it wasn't her fault, right? Exactly. Well, let's go through this. Of course it was an accident. You know, if it wasn't an accident, as I said, it would have been on purpose. Insurance companies cover accidents all the time. You're driving your car and you're tuning the radio. Or you're, t- you're texting, right? You're driving your car and you're texting and you're not watching the road and you're rear end a school bus, right? So right. you didn't hit the school bus and all those kids on purpose. It was an accident. Your insurance companies cover that. That's what you have insurance for, to cover accidents. Actually, let's say I, I, um, I have homeowner's insurance and it covers mm-hmm. if, if the dog bites the mailman or something happens. 
But if I burn down my house on purpose right. and I have fire insurance, they won't cover. They do not cover intentional acts. Exactly. I can't buy insurance to cover me if I beat you up. Do, do you follow me on that? You, Absolutely. So what you, you see, here's the question. It's not no, so much. Question here's the question to them. It's negligence. It, when I, if you hit, if you're texting and you hit the school bus full of kids, that's negligence. You were stupid and careless, right? So right. you would have to prove that the dog sitter didn't act with the skill and care of a, a reasonable person. And it seems to me she knew she had dogs in her house. And if the washer and dryer were installed properly, and knew she had dogs in there, I mean, the dog wouldn't have gotten strangled behind the dryer. So it is her fault. A reasonable dog sitter would have made sure a dog couldn't get there and get killed. So that was negligence, and the insurance should cover her. How much does a Cocker Spaniel cost? A oh, good a one. Costs anywhere from 300 to $2,000. Go get a Cocker Spaniel that you love. You're going to get one anyway, right? Uh-huh. And then sue her in small claims court for the price of the new cocker spaniel. How much did I you? Want, I don't want to sue her. I want to sue the insurance company. No, no, no. Now you sound like a dope. Listen to me. Everybody says that. Oh, I don't want to sue her. I like her. I want to sue the insurance company. You can't sue the insurance company. You have to sue her. You got it? And they're all this. It's nothing personal. If you're visiting your best friend's house and they leave something so dangerous, you know, they have water on the floor and they just spill it there and they don't clean it up, and you slip and break your leg and it's your best friend and you, like, hurt badly, you're going to have to sue your best friend to get it to get some money if you don't have health insurance. I don't want to sue her. I like her. I want to sue the insurance company. That's dumb. You got it? You got to sue her. You can't sue the insurance company. But she will turn around. What? Why not? Why can't I sue an insurance company? Because the insurance company didn't cause the death of your dog. The insurance company wasn't driving the car when you rear-ended the school bus while you were texting. The insurance company says, we will cover you for damages you caused when you're careless or negligent or stupid. You follow me? No, I do. I do. So you can't husband, sue the insurance company. Forget about can, that. Can she, when here she's been operating for, you know, 10 years, paying them a premium, believing that she's covered, and they're telling her, well, accidents aren't covered. No, insurance companies all the time like to take in premiums. Give me the money, give me the money. Uh-huh. And they don't like to pay it out. They'd rather pay big executive salaries or stockholders. You got it? Oh, sure. So, well, you know, and it's really not even about the money, but now I'm just mad. Well, so, you know, what you do is go get a dog. How much did you pay for the old dog? 600 Go sue for 600 bucks in small claims court. You got the receipts. Or if you have to replace her and the new dog is 1500 bucks. Prices go up. Sue for a new dog. It's hard to get emotional pain and suffering on a dead dog or animal or a cat. You know, you, you can throw that in. Say, you know, you love this like a kid, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this was your baby. How long did you have this dog? Seven years. Yeah, you love this dog. Young, healthy, delicious, wonderful dog. <laughs> go. Uh, I didn't mean you were going to eat it, but you know what I mean. You love this <laughs> dog. So, uh... <laughs> You ask for some emotional pain and suffering in the cost of the new dog, ask for five grand, and then sue the woman, and here's how you'll get back at the insurance company. The insurance company will have to pay the judgment. Got it? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Helen in Healdsburg, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi. Well, um, we've got a house here in town that sits on a hill, and a couple years ago we noticed that there are cracks appearing in the walls. 
kind of holes around the doors where it closes and all that stuff. And we went across the street and looked where the, there's a creek running through it too. And from the culvert side on the other side of the street, it was laid probably in the 60s. And it's just like loose bricks. Wait, wait, wait. So what you're saying is the city of Healdsburg screwed up when? In yeah. the 60s? What did they do wrong? Well, it's not, you know, like when you see a normal, modern, where they put a creek under a roadbed, they'll have that cement thing that's all in one piece. Yeah, they didn't do that, huh? No, and they never came and checked it in So you've been having water infiltrate your foundation, something like that. Yeah, the house is So how much is it going to cost to fix the foundation? We've got an estimate of between ten and twenty-five thousand dollars. They've got to um, put in a French drain, jack up the house, repour the foundation. Big deal. When they say between ten and twenty-five, it'll probably cost thirty-five. You know how? Yeah, it, yeah you know, because there's always the rock clause. Well, right. we didn't know we were going to hit this big rock, thirty-five grand. Yeah. But yeah. let me guess, a little ESP. So you submitted a claim to Healdsburg, said, "Hey, Healdsburg, you screwed up. Fix mm-hmm. it." And they said, "No, right." That's right. They said, no way, you didn't make the claim within six, six months. Six months. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the point. They would have done it anyway. The cities are broke. They always do it. Mm-hmm. I- I'm telling you, even if you did it within the six months after you discover it, you can sue them. You can okay. hire a lawyer and file a lawsuit against the city of Healdsburg. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Wait, like, wait, wait. Yeah, you can, but wait. That's oh. step one. Okay. Here's what the city attorney will do. He will file a demurra. That's a motion that says even if everything Helen says is correct, she has no case because she knew of the damage. You knew this problem two years ago, and you didn't file a claim against the municipality within six months of knowing of the damage. They're going to say that, right? Right. And then you're going to argue that that since the city didn't fix the problem until a few months ago, the damage to your property continued up to now, right. and your claim was filed within those right six months. You got it? Uh-huh. Now, if, who's going to win? I, I don't know. And I don't think the lawyer does. You'd have to do a lot of research on this. Okay. And even then, I couldn't guarantee the trial court judge will agree with you. Mm-hmm. What I do guarantee you is that if this went to a full trial and a motion for a demurra with research and paperwork, you could easily spend between fifteen dollars and $25,000 on lawyers. Oh, man. Uh, you know, um, I would talk to my insurance company. Maybe you've got some insurance. Uh, we did. And what they that say? The first thing. They said, no way, we don't insure the ground. <laughs> they said, nope, we insure your house. We don't insure it if it is the ground it's sitting on too bad. You're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, there's a firm in Healdsburg, Pasolacqua, right? Pasolacqua, yeah. Mazzoni. Yeah. They're really good lawyers. They do a really good job. They've been in Sonoma for a long time. Right. I like them, but you and, and they're ethical people. I've heard good things about them. You know, I would check with them mm-hmm. and, and say, what do you think it'll cost and what are the chances of winning a demurra? Okay. And then count the cost. I don't think they can give you guarantees, but right. um, that's what I would do, right? And they're in Healdsburg. They know the city. Maybe, you know, they're well connected. Maybe they can even work a settlement out faster. I don't know. Okay. I would go for a consultation with some good lawyers mm-hmm. and then be very careful before you jump into bed with lawyers. Got it? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Thank you so much. Wait, Helen, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Oh, sure. How much did you pay for your house? Well, it was uh, my husband's mother's house, and she passed away right as everything started cracking apart. So we didn't pay anything. She paid 
I have no idea what she. What do you think worth. she made? Twenty grand. Uh, twenty-five. So what's it worth now? What's it worth now? In the condition it's in, or on the lot it's sitting on. I'm guessing four hundred something. Five, yeah, so another ten or twenty, twenty-five grand. So it, you know, it's easy for me to say it's not coming to me, but you got to keep saying this to yourself. It's only money. Right, yeah. It's only, this is not, you know, a black spot on your lung on an x-ray. No, no. All right. See what's going on. Let me know what happens, okay? Sure. Thank you. Good calls. We're knocking it out there. This this podcast thing is working. Again, call anytime you want, 800-996-4505. We will get back to you when we're recording the shows. It's working out. Emails. If you can't call, I prefer calls, but if you can't call Len at LenTillon.com, an email would be great. We answer all kinds of legal questions, not just trusts and estates, medical planning and personal injury, the kind of work we do, all kinds of questions. Here's one Kim writes. My son got a minor in possession ticket in June when he was still 20. He had an unopened bottle of alcohol in his car and he was pulled over by the Venetia police. When did these kids learn? You got booze, put it in the trunk. He wasn't drinking, but they cited him for being a minor in possession. He says it was his older sister's bottle. Yeah, that's what they'll tell you every time. I don't believe him, Kim. But look, um, maybe you could beat it if he sounds really credible and his sister testifies it was her alcohol. The fact that your son wasn't drinking should be in his favor. Um, This is a misdemeanor minor in possession, so he doesn't need that aggravation. He should ask for a public defender and take it all the way. He had no alcohol in him, and it wasn't his. He should be able to beat it, especially if the sister says she left it in the car. Hopefully the sister better be over 21. Good show today. Come back. We're doing one show a day, Monday to Friday. There you go. Thank you.